1: Joining us today in the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Ben Canfield. Ben bowled collegiately at Arizona State University. He now bowls in PBA events and is also the head bowling coach at Grand Canyon University. If you want to find out more about them, you can check them out online. They're at clubsports.gcu.edu, and you'll see some of the great stuff they can do there. You'll see their tab. It says Bowling. If you're interested, check them out right there. So, Ben want to thank you for joining myself and Coach K, Steve Klemkin, here today. Great to to be on the podcast. Awesome. Well, it's, it's great to have someone on. Now, Ben, you bowl collegiately at Arizona State. You then are now the coach for Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona. But let's talk about you and how you got started, because reading your bio, you got started bowling a little bit later than what most people do in life. So talk about that and what really drew you to bowling.
2: Yeah, so I started bowling when I was about uh, 15. Um, I just kind of picked it up randomly. I played basketball most of my life. And um, once I stopped playing one summer, I asked my dad, I was like, hey, you know, I want to join a bowling league. I had always enjoyed, you know, going for birthday parties and like when family's in town and stuff. Um, So I just thought it'd be something fun to do for the summer. And I had no idea that it would develop into, you know, something that I hope to do for the rest of my life. Um, so I started right then, uh, my first JBT I bowled was, uh, sophomore or February of my junior year of high school. And that was like my first exposure to, you know, tournaments. And, um, it was through JBT that I met some guys at ASU. Um, and I was already looking at that school for my studies and just seemed kind of like the, the perfect fit, um, for me to pursue bowling a little more as I was very more passionate about it and as well as uh, it made sense for me academically as well.
0: Well, tell us a little bit more about your, about your style, too. Now, you started, uh, like we were just talking here, a little bit later in high school, and you're a two-hander, right?
2: Mm-hmm, correct.
0: Did, 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 you, did you start that just from bowling with house balls because they were plastic balls and trying to make them hook, or, or did you see that as uh, the best bowlers in the world were two-handers, or how'd that start?
2: So uh the first ball i drilled uh was just a conventional plastic ball 14 pounds and i threw straight at the head pin for, for a whole winter season um i averaged about 158 and then my dad had an old ball in the garage i have no idea where he got it or what kind of ball it was but i had seen somebody bowl two-handed probably on tv or youtube or something i was like i'm gonna try that and i tried it and i shot 192 my first game I always remember that, and from there I was I was hooked. I had never really been approached by one of the coaches in my league um, to like teach me how to to hook it, you know, conventionally, uh, like with my thumb in it. And so I just kind of uh, used my natural athletic talent to develop that um, early on.
1: Yeah, so talk about your time bowling for ASU and what are a couple of the memories that maybe stick out for you guys, whether that be bowling tournaments, whether that be some of the camaraderie that you have with the team and you still have with the team when you're on the road or what really sticks out to you uh, from bowling with uh, Arizona State?
2: Yeah, I mean, college bowling is one of the best experiences of my life. I would recommend it to any youth bowler. Uh, It's growing. It's great to see uh, more and more programs popping up across the country. Um, some big highlights were, uh, like you said, the camaraderie. So I have, I have friends for life, uh, friends that are still on the ASU team, friends that I bowled with for one year. Um, and now I bowl nationals with them every year and then friends that, um, graduated at the same time as me. Um, so we're all over the the country now, but like we have times where we get together and kind of just relive those old memories, uh. On the west coast, we drive pretty long distances, to tournament. So that creates a lot of time to uh, build those relationships. Um, and I guess from a, from a competition standpoint, uh, a couple of good memories were, um, <clears throat> my senior year, we won, uh, this tournament, uh, called the sin city open it's in January. Right before a tier one, it's a Friday only tournament. And uh, we were definitely underdogs going into it. And uh, we ended up bowling Midland in the final position round and and held on for the win. And um, I don't think anybody expected us to win, let alone, you know, finish in the top three in that tournament. So that's definitely a a highlight that I'll remember for the rest of my life.
1: Ben, was there ever any animosity amongst people that had been bowling? for years you know and then you look at this hot shot kid coming in he's you know picked up bowling two years and he's bowling for ASU three years for ASU did did you ever sense any of that from the team or was it something where it didn't matter as long as you could strike
2: yeah I think it's the latter um I, I to be honest like from a technical standpoint I knew nothing about bowling coming into um into school and a lot of that a lot of my growth in, in that area of the game, uh, comes from came from my coach, Jordan Nasper. um, kind of developed, we worked on, you know, learning how to see a lane and learning what kind of ball reaction to look for. He, he barely touched my swing for the first full year. And then, um, once I understood what, you know, what shapes I needed to see on, see on the lane, what kind of balls I needed to be throwing, what situations my swing kind of naturally developed. Um, so, I think I think the other bowlers on the team just kind of. Uh, I mean, we had a mutual respect for everybody. You know, we want everybody to to get as good as they can. You know, because that's gonna um, you know help the team be successful. So, I don't think there was ever any animosity. Um, it was just fun to see each other develop and and uh, you know reach their goals and and get to even to levels that they weren't even expecting to get to.
0: You you had mentioned earlier, you know, you were talking about when you were growing up and kind of looking at some potential schools to go go to for a university. And ASU had caught your eye. What was it about uh, about ASU that was attractive? And what should somebody uh, maybe they're in high school, that's listening to the podcast right now, that's trying to figure out which college to go to? Maybe they're maybe they're a bowler. Um, mm-hmm. What should somebody look for when they're trying to find the right school for
2: them? Uh, well, first, it has to make sense. Uh, from an academic standpoint, like that's why you go to college, you want to get your degree. Um, I always, when I'm like now, when I'm recruiting bowlers or even when we're on the team, trying to, trying to get new bowlers, we want to make sure it's the right fit for them academically and financially. Um, so I definitely recommend going to campus and touring the campus. Cause when you do that, you get a, a nice feel for, you know, Hey, I, you get like a sense like, yeah, I belong here. Um, so that's something that I looked for. Um, it also made sense geographically you know, I grew up in San Diego, so it's a five and a half hour drive. Um, so I could take my car, made it easier, um, to get to practices and whatnot. Um, and overall, you know, it just felt like the right place. Um, all the people that I met seemed like, okay, like, you know, these guys could be, you know, my friends for life and I'm glad it turned out uh, that way.
1: So Ben, I guess, how would you describe? You're now the coach for uh, Grand Canyon University. How would you describe your coaching style? Is it is it um, a lot like Jordan's, or is it is it kind of your own? Or how would you describe that?
2: I would say it's uh, you know I, I learned pretty much everything I know about bowling uh, from Jordan and the other people in our inner circle like Andrew Kane and 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 guys like that. Um, so a lot of the theories that I use and, and the way that I approach um, collegiate bowling is going to be similar. Um, you know, my personality is a lot different <laughs> at the core than, than Jordan. He's, he's one of a kind. Um, <laughs> so I think I've, I've kind of molded um, my own uh, like way of coaching out of the things that I've learned from him and from Andrew Kane and um, other people other bowlers on the team that have coached us like, uh, Brian Macon or even, uh, Michael Huggins Jr. Helped out for, for a little while while was on the team. Uh, so I think I've taken a mix from, uh, other, other people and kind of just made it, uh, made it my own.
0: So how do you, as far as like your coaching philosophy there, then you're talking, how do you kind of break down or address <laughs> like say physical game, you know, versus like the mental game versus just like, Lane play and ball reaction—is do, do you split them up equally, or is there one of those aspects you put more focus on?
2: Um, I would say I put more focus on like lane play and ball reaction because uh, the collegiate bowling environment is so much different than you know just your bowling a league or bowling a tournament. Because there's ten bowlers on a pair versus if you're bowling a tournament, there's like four to six. Um, so the lanes transition a lot faster in between each shot on a lane there's nine frames pulled before your next shot. And so that's almost a whole game. Um, so a lot of the things I've been stressing that I stressed early in the years, you know, staying ahead of the moves and understanding what balls we need to get in, in our bowlers bags, because once you get later in the year, you bowl tier one tournaments and postseason tournaments, and you can only check in five bowling balls. So having the right tools um, to attack the lane conditions correctly is, is really important. Um, if there are you know, big flaws in somebody's physical game, yes, we'll address that right away. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, we've got to see how, it's gonna, how their game is going to translate in the college bowling environment and then make adjustments as needed. That's kind of how I go, go about it.
1: So, Ben, with you guys being a club program, explain what that means to someone who may be thinking of checking out Grand Canyon or checking out aSU and what that you know what the differences would be between going from a club program like you guys are to say the Wichita states or Nebraska's or those sorts of schools
2: uh so basically uh the main criteria for a club program is that no <coughs> no individual scholarship is given to the bowlers um, so depending on the school you'll get. school the school will support the program financially for travel um but it's not like hey here's five thousand dollars for you know this bowler um a lot of a lot of club programs do some fundraising on the side to help you know go to bigger tournaments if you make nationals you know that's an extra cost there so sometimes you have to fundraise that um but you're still competing at the highest level in the sport so I think sometimes people see, oh, it's a club program, and they're like, they kind of shy away from it. But when I was at ASU, you know, we fundraised and, and paid all our own dues, but I think we have the record for most tournaments bowled in a season. And we definitely, three of us one season bowled, bowled 100 um, total games, and I don't think that's ever been done before in, in the history of college bowling. Um, so, Just because of the club program doesn't mean we're limited to, you know, how much we can do. Hey,
0: one of the things that's come up recently, I know in uh, 2014 you had a lot of success there individually at the uh, Open Championships, Uh, but it's been, you know, moving forward that they're not going to post the oil patterns uh, and, you know, discuss and and know exactly what's coming, maybe even to the extent of not allowing uh, cell phones to be in there with, you know, Facebook Live and you know, live streaming, that kind of a thing. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, you know, I haven't, I, I saw that press release I think earlier this week or last week and I've gotten used to it because, uh, my last two years, I believe in college, they started, uh, at least for sectionals for the postseason tournaments. They, they decided to not release the patterns, Um, and I think that's, uh, kind of goes in the philosophy of understanding, you know, your bag and your equipment and, and ball reaction. I think that it places a more importance on that um, because you have to be prepared for everything. Most people coming to nationals, they're going to bring five or six bowling balls. Um, so there will be some, you know, hearsay like, okay, my, my buddy bowled in March and he's going to tell me what a, you know how how he played the lanes, what worked, what didn't work. You know, there's no way to get around that. But I think overall, it, it's it's a good it's a good thing, and and bowlers would just have to get used to the change. Um, I think it's going to add a little bit of a little bit more skill to when you get there and figuring it out. Um, maybe you'll spend some more time rolling the bowlers journal. Um, you know, getting some practice on the double singles pattern, or if they're doing the team practice sessions again, that that'll become a lot more valuable um, since they're not like live streaming or anything like that.
0: Okay, now this is the uh, Storm Collegiate Spotlight, but I know also Ben that you get some assistance and support from 900 Global. So what you know when we're talking about building an arsenal, uh, you would mentioned that there. What what do you consider? How do you build an arsenal? You know, as far as your equipment, 900 Global and maybe elsewhere.
2: Yeah, so ASU we're sponsored by 900 Global. Um, at, at GCU, we're we're kind of a free agent school, um, oh, okay. so 900 Global helps us out um, quite a bit, but we're not per se, uh, you know, on full full staff with them, if that makes sense. Um, okay. But what I look for in determining an arsenal is, uh, at least in in college bowling, we look we basically have like one one read ball, one usually a ball that's going to be at the top of your bag, you know, so for me uh, right now it's a 900 global dream on that's that's the ball that i base all of my arsenals off of um mm-hmm. so you kind of want to have something that's going to be weaker you know for late in the day because at nationals we bowl six games on doubles and singles so you need a ball that um you're going to be able to get deep and steep with and and play the burn um as well as something that's you're going to be able to shut the lane down with for for on fresh um because you want to develop the pattern nicely so um I kinda look for uh just a, a good mix of of some some smooth ball reaction to your, you know your your super big hook to maybe a couple hybrids in there and then a pearl at the end. Um and then obviously uh, one of the most important pieces in a in a bag is your plastic ball. Um because anywhere you go, spares are gonna be important.
1: Ben, how do you feel your age being so close to just graduating from college? helps you with, uh, with coaching both the men and women's teams?
2: Yeah, I think it's a, an interesting dynamic, for sure. I was kind of unsure at first how it would affect uh, my coaching ability, and I think overall it's, it's more of an advantage than a disadvantage. Yeah, I'm, I'm young, and you know I'm still learning a lot about coaching, um, but I think it allows me to develop, uh, you know, tighter relationships with some of the bowlers Uh, because I am so close in age. Um, I think that can make certain situations a little more, uh, comfortable, uh, for the bowlers and even myself, because, you know, we grew up in the same era. We, you know, a lot of the stuff that we talk about on, on road trips, you know, it's very relatable. And I even have (laughs) a couple bowlers that are older than me. So, that that's a little weird at times, uh, you know, because I'm like the, the voice of reason there. Um, you know what I say goes on the trips, but uh, <clears throat> overall, I think it's it's more of an advantage than a than a disadvantage for sure.
0: Hey, final question I have for you, Ben, uh, regarding the two handed style. Now, we we went to Junior Gold mm-hmm. this summer, and we saw so many kids that are, you know that are utilizing that style. Um wh- wh- where does someone go for and yourself included for coaching or for advice or help with that because there's not everybody um I don't I don't believe that I'm aware of that 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 can coach and help somebody that's a two-handed player.
2: Yeah, uh that's a great question. I think uh for myself like it's a lot easier for me to relate to two-handed bowlers. So, if you can find a coach that is a two-handed bowler, <laughs> um, you know, that's somewhere you can go. I think Jordan does a great job of it um, with two-handers because he starts with the lane play um, and doesn't necessarily worry about how they throw the ball at first. So um, that that allows the bowler to develop and understand, you know, like I said earlier, the shapes and different ball reactions they need to see to be successful. Um, so off the top of my head, I couldn't say, like, hey, go to this person. You know, he's a great two-handed coach. I think um, <clears throat> you just kind of be open, and I think over time, more and more uh, coaches will develop um, that are able to adapt to the two-handed style or learn more about the two-handed style. Yeah. I know they they do, um, they're doing some good research over at the ICRC, and I, I know they have for years, um, just studying the that side of the game, and um, trying to learn how to maximize the potential of a two-handed bowler um, since they're becoming more and more frequent uh, through the youth and college and now into the adult ranks.
1: All right, Ben, where can people go to find out more information about you and your program?
2: <clears throat> uh, so uh, the quickest way would be to like, give us a like on our Facebook page, uh, the Grand Canyon University Bowling uh, our GCU club bowling um, or on our Twitter page. Uh, you can follow us at at GCU bowling on our Facebook page. There's a link to our club sports website where <clears throat> bowlers can send contact info. They can see our schedule. They can see uh, what bowlers are on the team. Now, what tournaments we have coming up. Um, so that's the best way to, to get in contact um, as, and, and on that website is, you know, my personal or my coaching email, so they can reach out and my phone number anytime. Um, so definitely go on to Facebook first. We'll we'll get you to everywhere you need to go, uh, as far as contacting us and and checking out what the program has to offer
1: well thanks for joining us Ben I know I've uh, visited your campus here at Grand Canyon University so I would highly encourage if someone you're looking to bowl collegiately and and you're still exploring options please uh, give Ben a call uh, email him check him out on Facebook and see if it might be that right fit for you Uh, a great area a very welcoming campus even to an old guy like me so um, if it's welcoming to an old guy like me I'm going to guess it's even more welcoming to to the younger folks who are just joining uh, the campus and university and going to school there so uh, great stuff Ben and all the Best of luck with your program, and we'll catch up with you again soon, okay?
2: Awesome, thanks, Tim and Steve uh, for having me on, and uh, I guess I'll end with a, a lopes up.